Hey, hey, happy Friday, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I am your host, Mel Vandevoort, and we are back with part two of my guest host interview with Sarah Leslie. I know you'll be just as blessed and full of information at the end of this episode as you were with part one. So let's get started. Are you in a new season of your life? Are you stuck and searching for clarity so you can make a career change? Do you just need the courage to switch careers? Are you ready to follow God's plan for your career? Welcome to Choose Your Next Yes. Hi, Kindred. I'm Mel, a career transition coach, mom of grownups, coffee lover, and God girl. I've had a lot of big life changes, and I haven't always been clear about God's plan for me. This led to stress and anxiety and a lack of clarity and courage to make a career move. I finally started listening to God's voice to find clarity and peace and stopped being scared to make a move and achieve my career transition goals. Now, my mission is to help you learn to listen to God's voice and know when to say yes to the career you've always wanted and no to everything else. Let me show you how to clarify your purpose and find courage to pursue your personal and professional goals in your midlife and beyond. Throw down your self-doubt, dust off your dreams, kindred, it's time to reset and refine and reclaim the woman you once aspired to be. He shows you things in threes. That's also my number is threes because it usually nice. it's the third time before I realize, Hey, this message is for you. I love that also. Definitely. You know, I think added to it, right. Is, um, the faith part and then the knowing that it's within you. Mm-hmm. Right. And so then it's a leaning in to listen. Mm-hmm. If it's within exactly. me, And I have this knowing, right, that God is always available. He's always present Mm -hmm. because, again, he's literally within me. Mm -hmm. And then the vision is within me. So then it's really leaning in to listen. Right. Well, if that's true, then what is it that I already know? And that's been like another very subtle shift for me. Instead of listening for what I think he's you know, what I feel God is saying right now, Mm -hmm. but also leaning into what I already know. Yes. To be right about God, which again, subtle difference. Yes. And like really digging into scripture. That's one of the things that I really like to do. And I was told one time in church, always when someone tells you something, it doesn't matter how much if they are like the strongest, best Christian, you know, it doesn't matter. Always check it for yourself and dig in that word and really see what that scripture is telling you. So you're not conflicted and you're crystal clear on what he is saying. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's funny. I would say two things about that. One, it's actually really helped me to read a lot of additional materials. Yes. And Some that's actually not written by people who would say that they were Christians specifically as a way to, as a way to have like what I would call just another perspective on it Mm -hmm. that brings up something that was not in any of the mainstream um, Christian worlds that I grew up in. Mm -hmm. And then that has enriched my faith way more than I could ever have imagined. Yeah. 
because really for me growing up, it was very much like, don't consume anything other than what we're teaching or what's comfortable within the mainstream, which really, you know, in retrospect now, especially because now I've read all of these other things and I'm like, so shocked. I'm like, wait, this is in the Bible. Wait, this is in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. And I've now restudied it from a completely different vantage point. Exactly. Exactly. Well, not to mention, if you're not reading some of the other things, you're not going to know how to respond to someone when they do come to you and they push back against your faith and your thinking and you won't have that background or that foundation built on how to respond to them with those answers. And yeah, so, yeah. I, you know, my preacher that I we had a few years ago, he reads all kinds of stuff and he reads it just for that reason. And he'll read things for people who like literally say, I do not believe in God. It is not real. And he will read that just to get that perspective so he can be better versed when it comes time to stand firm and give a great answer. So, yeah. 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 I've loved it because I've been in such a position of learning, mm-hmm. um, you know, and one of my top five skills, according to the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment is learning. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've really, I've shifted probably about, I don't know, seven years ago from thinking I knew things Mm-hmm. which is kind of what I feel like I ended up learning in my, my up growing up is like, I know things mm-hmm. versus I will never know all that there is to know. Exactly. So let me position myself in a way that always allows me to learn more. Exactly. And as an educator, that is my stance. We are always going to be learners and God never has you where you're going to be. He has you where you're supposed to be at this moment. You are not going to stay there. You are always going to be moving forward and growing yourself because he's got something else for you to do as long as you're here. Perpetual learning. I am a lifelong learner proponent and I love it. Yeah. The second thing I was going to say there is I was just doing some study. I give a message on Sunday mornings on my um, Facebook page Mm -hmm. and I was doing a little bit of study before I got on yesterday. And I was looking at the scripture reference around how it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man. Mm -hmm. And I just literally was Googling and reading various things. And I came upon a site where Several just regular, just lay people, you know, were were giving their thoughts and opinions on it. Mm-hmm. And just that opened my mind up to consider like, you know, they were referencing, is there actually a gate called the needle or something? I forget exactly what it was describing, but an actual gate where camels would have, where the person would have to get off their camel, unload the camel, and then to be able to get through some of the narrow passageways. which I was like, I've never heard that. I mean, maybe I did. I just didn't remember. But just reading other people's interpretations Mm -hmm. of what is stated, you know, as far as various wisdoms, whether it's from the Bible or other places, it just opens up my mind in a whole new way. Yes, it definitely does. And it's so funny. I, I laugh every single time I interview somebody or have a guest host on. I laugh because God connects it to something recent 
or he'll connect it to an, either an episode or a past guest or something. But the funny thing is what that what you just said, our whole sermon series at church this last few weeks has been, I do not think that's what you think it means out of the Bible. So they're taking things that we say and we think they mean one thing and they're like going into that deeper and helping us understand a different perspective on what that is. So yeah, I love it. I love it. And it's exactly sayings just like that. He is so good to connect things like that and see, that's where my learning gets much deeper every single time that I have someone on. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. We're definitely all connected. Absolutely. Absolutely. When we were doing our discovery call, you had talked about tapping into your true self. Can you go a little bit more in depth for my ladies? Yeah, absolutely. So I I had this written down actually from our discovery call, the true self. And it's this very subtle distinction. Again, this was this really just came as a result of our talking about it. But even the difference from saying vessel for God mm-hmm. versus vessel of God. So even looking at small tweaks like that, because when I think about the true self, right, I think about the fact that I am of God. Uh-huh. And when you really study, and again, I couldn't have done this without a mentor myself. And I was a therapist for 20 years. So that's why I'm so much a proponent on everybody having their own coach uh-huh. or someone like that to really help you understand and deep think deeply about these types of things. Because at face value, that seemed like there's really no distinction between those two phrases, right. vessel for God or vessel of God. Right. But when you ask the questions that someone like, you know, a coach would ask, mm-hmm. well, what, what is now the difference when you think about the, those two phrases? Mm-hmm. How is it different to think of yourself as a vessel of God? Right. And so just really sinking into, well, what does that mean for me from a vessel of God? And again, really sitting with even just the concept that, again, we were taught at a very, very early age, but I didn't have a firm foundation. I didn't have a firm feeling of knowing what it means to say God is within me. And, you know, at least for me, this idea that uh, what I would say is that that can never go, that can never leave me, right? Mm -hmm. That I am of God, Mm -hmm. therefore made of the same substance, substance of God. So I can never not be connected with him. And so that's where, for me, the true self comes from. It's like, if I am of God, if I'm the same substance, then it is to say there is a highest version of me Mm -hmm. within me. And so tapping into that really removes like a lot of the shoulds. Yes. A lot of the like, well, what should I be doing? And what, you know, what do what is it that God is saying I have to do? And instead thinking about it again, going within and being like, let me tap in more deeply to myself mm-hmm. and within my own mind and within my own spirit and really listen within me mm-hmm. instead of outside of me to what is what is it that I already feel Uh is true for me what do I already you know again going back to a scripture reference because I think there's so much wisdom there it's to be able to say what is it that are already known to you the desires of your heart 
Right. Because again, it's like those things have gotten like pushed down. Yes. And so if you can resurrect those and tap into them, and even if, you know, thinking about your ladies, it's like, even if your initial thought is, I was actually just talking with my mother, she was here for the weekend. And she was at, I just started taking singing lessons. And so she was vocalizing, oh, I always had wanted to really learn how to play the piano. And I was like, why not start? You could start taking piano lessons now. Like, that's awesome. And so what I was helping her even draw out, she has this desire on her heart of something that means something to her. Mm -hmm. I don't desire to learn how to play the piano. Mm -hmm. That's not a desire of mine. I do desire to sing and to be able to have a, you know, much better voice. And so it's just really to your ladies to say, well, at first, just like what happened with my mother, she was like, oh, no, that's not something I really want to delve into right now. I just I'm not feeling that motivated. It's to be able to write those things down, whatever it is that is on your heart, the desires, the things that are like, oh, I would love to do this or I would love to go there. I would love to see this thing happen, or I would love to try doing X for a year. Yes. Because those things have meaning. Mm -hmm. They have value. Even if you don't necessarily take action on it. Right. Just the act of being willing to sit with them in such a way that says, I'm going to take this seriously. I'm really going to listen to what is there. Yes. And I'm willing to actually write it down on paper, mm-hmm. right? And have it looking back at me. Exactly. Exactly what I told my ladies in a podcast episode just a few days ago. Like literally the exact same thing. Write it down. Get it out of your head and make it something that you actually have taken action on just by getting it out of your head, either verbalizing it or getting it on paper. So it's not just that idea. Once you start to take action, then those small actions lead to those big actions for sure. Yeah, for sure. So what ends up happening is you write all of those desires down, you're literally creating, or I'll just say pulling out of you the vision, right? That God has for you. Exactly. The for the yes. rest of your life, potentially. Yes. yes. And that's one of the things that, you know, you hear that verse, God will give you the desires of your heart. And people take that at face value. That's another one of those that they take at face value. And, oh, if I do what God says, if I really trust him, if I listen, if I'm a great Christian, then what I want, then he'll give to me. But that is not necessarily what that means. It is more, it's much deeper. It is God has put the desires in your heart already. You just have to find those. You have to recognize those. And that's what I do with my coaching. You know, I help women figure out what their God-given talents are, their gifts and talents, what their passions and interests are that they already have and where those two mesh together and how they can create something out of that, that they already have instead of looking for something new. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I would say, of course, being open to something new that gets brought out of what they already know. Right. Right. And I would also say, you know, when you're thinking about the desires of your heart, it's like, for me, I'll just use a simple example because it's easy to talk about it when there's simple, concrete examples. This desire that I have to sing, 
Mm-hmm. It's something that was in me from early childhood. Mm-hmm. I loved singing. I sang all the time, sang in the shower, sang in that, you know, just wherever I was. Uh, pretended for a while when I was, I don't know, like six or seven, that I was in a band with a couple of other people from the kids from the neighborhood. Uh-huh. And over the years, that got really squashed down. Like your yes. voice isn't good enough. Yes. And so I stopped singing. Uh-huh. And so in the last several years, as I've been resurrecting the desires of my heart and reconnecting with an awareness that those things that I desire are actually the things that I need to tap into, again, going back to the true self, in order to move forward. So it's not to say that, like, I'm going to now be in a band and be a professional singer, right? It's to recognize there's something here, right? There is some treasure within me bringing that back out, Mm -hmm. being like, oh, this is interesting. Let me look at it. Right? Yes. Instead of continuing to push it down and ignore yep. a part of myself, mm-hmm. I'm now bringing it out and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Let me look at it, this desire. Yes. And literally I was out at a at an event here in Asheville and I had been meditating on, well, what is this desire for me to sing all about? What value is it going to have? What, you know, what end will it lead to? I, of course, mm-hmm. want to know in my very humanness. And I was leaving the event and I happened to look over at the table uh, at the entryway and there was a single business card on it. Mm -hmm. And the business card was literally for voice lessons. Oh my gosh, how funny. And I was like, what? Yeah, I know. Don't you love those little God winks like that? They're so amazing. And I'm like, okay, yep, that card is meant for me. Uh So I'm going to pick that up. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, uh, one of my one of my past mentors refers to it as following the breadcrumbs. Yes, like okay, I'm going to pick up this card and I'm going to call this person and I'm going to explore. Yes, what happens? Right. So here I am, several months later, mm-hmm. and I've been doing um, voice lessons and allowing myself to receive this coaching from this person, where they're able to give me the feedback around like your voice is amazing. Mm-hmm. Your voice sounds beautiful and give me these different songs that, uh, you know, really stretch my talent and really yes. like help open me up. Right. And I realized in after several sessions of working uh, on my voice, I was like, wow, I feel so much better about myself. Yes. Yes. It's like, oh, well, this has nothing to do with, at least on the onset, has nothing to do with me, like having a profession as a singer. Right. Right. But it's really this part of myself that needed to be opened up some more. Yeah. And that has now happened as a result of me doing these voice lessons. Yes. And I think we've just come full circle with our conversation because you were talking about it kind of got squashed down as you went through life. And that's right back to those life experiences shape our thoughts and what we think about ourselves. And it shapes our courage sometimes and or lack of courage. And, yeah, limits. you know, and I've had the same thing, you know, like things in your job have happened and you like had some failures in your eyes, they're failures, but really their learning experiences and those things takes a toll on your courage and your self-confidence and absolutely so just 
finding those things again, you know, you kind of push the music thing down, the singing thing down, and it was kind of out of sight, out of mind. And when you rediscover and you reclaim that person you wanted to be back a long time ago, then you, you're not necessarily getting new experiences. You're just reclaiming and reopening those experiences that you didn't get to have in the first place, or you started having, and then they got put aside for whatever reason. So yes, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Wonderful. This has been a great conversation. Do you have any last things you would like to say to my ladies? Yeah, I think I would just add, you know, to sort of summarize for your ladies, it's um, finding that quiet time, prioritizing the quiet time for yourself Mm -hmm. over everything else, including all your responsibilities and all the peoples in your life that are drawing on your energy and recognize setting aside that quiet time for yourself on a regular basis Mm -hmm. and asking yourself, what are the desires of my heart? And just allow it to be that simple and that open-ended and then writing them down, which I love that I'm sort of dovetailing to what you've already offered most recently. So that repetition, right? The mind needs the repetition to hear it again. Yes. And then just start to ask yourself the question, how can I make movement on these desires? Honoring that I don't know exactly where they're going to lead me, but they're going to lead me to the next most amazing step. Yes, exactly. Exactly. I love it. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. My my ladies will definitely appreciate that. So tell me, Sarah, how can we connect with you? How can my ladies connect with you? Yeah. So my website is Sarah Leslie, Sarah with an H, lesliecoaching.com. And I would say the best place to hang out with me is on Facebook, on my personal Facebook page. Come follow me there. And I go live every Sunday mornings at 930 Eastern Standard Time as well. Okay, wonderful. No worries, ladies. You know how I am. I will have every bit of that in the show notes. So it will not be something that you have to worry about figuring out on your own. I will have all of that linked in the show notes for you. So, all right, Sarah, thank you so much. Again, I appreciate it so much. This has been a wonderful conversation and I feel so blessed to have you on this show. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you so much. This was wonderful. As I expected it to be. And good luck on your next travels. That's so exciting. I will let you know where we end up going. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. 